Box here on KCOU 88.1 FM. We thank you so much for tuning in here on this beautiful Tuesday afternoon. And of course, with every penalty box episode, I have my good friend and my co-host, Mr. Jack Knowlton. Jack, how are you doing? I'm good, Peter. Yeah. You didn't listen to me for about a minute before hey man, we came on I'm the show. I'm doing my research, all right? I'm in my zone. <laughs> I mean, hey, I got everyone, stuff to do this week. Everyone just got, everyone just got to pay listen, the bills. listen more to the song. Yeah, the bills. Yeah. You got bills to pay. I got bills to pay. I got mouths to feed. <laughs> and ain't nothing table. in this world for free. So with that there being said, NFL stuff happened. NCAA stuff happened. MLB stuff is happening. Yeah, we got a lot of stuff going around in sports. We're gonna talk MLB. I'm, I'm excited. We don't we don't do that that much. On we this don't show. do it that much, probably because I know nothing about baseball. True. But let's dive into a little NFL talk. But before we dive into scores, before we dive into you know scheduling, before we dive into all that jazz, we gotta dive into the Jacksonville Jaguars because they're in the news, which is not a great thing for them. But they're in the news. Um, they came off a loss on Thursday, 24-21. Bengals came back in the second half to beat the Jacksonville Jaguars. They go 0-4. And while the team is winless, while they're still trying to find something positive, uh, Urban Meyer uh, is in the news uh, for going to a bar in Ohio and doing some really, uh, you know, doing things. What did he do? Doing stuff. Uh, he was caught. it through. Uh, I don't know how to do this without, you know, inappropriateness and stuff. But he was caught dancing with a woman, oh boy, considerably younger than him, at a bar, and a lot of, a lot of not only the uh, owner came out and said that it was inexcusable, but a lot of the team was confused because you know he canceled Monday meeting. Uh, he tried to issue an apology, but he only did it to position players. Um, he It's just a whole bundle of not only was the situation bad, but the way he handled it uh, with his team and his owner and the whole organization has been bad. And the fact that he's doing this while his team is 0-4 and still not having any sort of uh, positive progress is... Kind of a kind of a red flag for the for the organization. It seems like this whole hiring, you know, and this whole Urban Meyer project has just been kind of a mess. Man, who would have known? Yeah, who who would have thought? Pretty that? much everybody. I remember, you know, early in the season, he said something like playing <laughs> playing NFL like every NFL game was like playing Alabama every week. Yeah, <laughs> that for me raised a red flag, um, and obviously, you know, now. Now there's this where he's just clearly lost the trust of the whole team mm-hmm. and the whole franchise. He's yeah. 0 4. I'm amazed that he hasn't I mean, he hasn't 
been probably fired already. I mean, you know, it's it's obviously, you know, a, a bad thing that he did in this particular instance. Yeah. But it's also now like this is the the um not culmination, but like another nail in the already like pretty bad start that he's had mm-hmm. in his tenure in Jacksonville. I mean, I don't know. It's it seems it's it just seems like he's not he's not the right fit coaching wise. He's clearly not, you know, the right fit personnel wise and morale wise. I don't see I don't see, you know, this working out too much longer. I think, you know, the Jaguars have given him a it seems like a pretty long leash in terms of trust. I mean, would you would you say he should be fired? I know, you know, him being on the hot seat is implied, but yeah, you know, would you would you have after this been like, all right, this is enough. We now have this PR nightmare or whatever on our hands. In addition to the already poor results he's had on the field, you know, would you would you have pulled the plug or, or should they pull the plug? You know, the hiring of Urban Meyer reminded me a lot of when Rick Pitino got hired to be the head coach of the Boston Celtics. I mean, Rick Pitino and Urban Meyer are great coaches at the college level. But you look at them at the upper level, and like you said, he's facing Bama every week. Even the worst team in the league is going to have somebody that is going to be a game changer and is somebody that is going to have a huge effect on your team. And so kind of going into that, it's he's, he's not really in a situation that he's great at. You know, he's great at recruiting. He's great at, you know, beating up on small teams like Maryland. But you can't do that in the NFL. Yeah. And... Urban Meyer really, I think, is just kind of scrambling at this point because his team is 0-4. He's kind of supposed to be, you know, better than they were last year. And at this point, they might be even worse than they are last year. They have a lot of young players, granted. But I think at this point in the season, uh, I think you kind of have to hit the panic button, especially since you're a quarter of the way into the season. You really haven't seen a lot of fantastic play from your team. Uh, You had a great first half Thursday night against Cincinnati, but you still aren't able to get things going. And then your head coach is in the news for something like this. Like this will probably die down in a couple days and everybody will forget about it. But I think for the most part, it kind of shows that, Pretty much everybody was right when when uh, the hiring of Urban Meyer happened because it was a couple years after he's out of football. Um, he really hasn't coached much in the NFL game, so I don't know if firing him right now, especially financially, would be the greatest thing to do. Maybe see what he does a little ways down the road, but I think for the most part, uh, Urban Meyer is four games into the NFL and is already on the hot seat. Yeah, I think, I mean, in terms of the on-field results, it really can't get any worse whether or not you keep him there, whether you keep him there or not. So I, I get that in terms of, like, you could just keep him around, you know, worst case they go 0-17, which, you know, I mean, would be bad and, and definitely not what Jaguars, I don't think any fan, whether you're a diehard Jaguars fan or just like the NFL, expected them to be successful mm-hmm. in their first season, but I don't think, you know, I think that record would be disappointing. But I think... If he's going to cause issues like this off the field, that is going to um, speed up the process of his departure a lot quicker. I'm pretty amazed by, in just looking at the comments, by is it is it Shad Khan? Is that Shad Khan? Shad Khan, the yeah. Jaguars owner. Um, 
He said, I, what I will say is his conduct last week was inexcusable. I appreciate Urban's remorse, which I believe is sincere. Now he must reign in our trust and respect. That will require personal commitment from Urban to everyone he support, who supports, represents, or plays for our team. I am confident that he will deliver. So he's still, I mean, backing him to mm-hmm. to figure this out and to, um, you know, step up for after this happened. But, um, yeah, I think it's going to be interesting to see. I don't think he will, you know, after looking at stuff like that, I don't think he will be fired. Mm-hmm. But I certainly don't think he is the right tool or the the right fit to get it done in terms of a franchise that I think, you know, could very well have their main piece now in Trevor Lawrence, like, trying to start to take those steps forward. I don't think Urban is the guy to lead them yeah. to doing any of that. But he signed a multi-million dollar contract last year, last summer. He did. So hiring, uh, firing him after four games wouldn't be the best economically. Yeah. So whether they like him or not, I think he's going to be sticking around Jacksonville for a while. Yeah, that sounds fair to me. I think it makes sense. Yeah, I think Khan doesn't want to come out and outright bash him or threaten that he's on the hot seat and lose that investment. Yeah. I think there is a very real economic side of that, but yeah. But yeah. So off the field side aside, on the field, Cincinnati able to get it done at home. Uh, they outscored Jacksonville 24-7 to in the second half. They take the win 24-21. Joe Burrow had a terrible first half. I think he only threw for like 50 yards. And then he absolutely torched Jacksonville in the second half, 25 for 32, 348 yards and two touchdowns from the, from the man from Louisiana State. Trevor Lawrence finished 17 for 24 for 204 yards. Uh, James Robinson, 18 carries, 78 yards and two touchdowns. Joe Mixon, 16 carries, 67 yards and a touchdown. Tyler Boyd, nine catches, 118 yards and a touchdown. But probably the biggest player of the night, CJ Uzoma, five catches, 95 yards, two touchdowns. He had a huge night. Yeah. He was a big reason for that comeback. Did you watch this game? Um, I believe I watched some of it. Um, yeah, I, I was definitely impressed with Burrow in the second half. Mm-hmm. I do think, um, you know, if he can if he can start to find, like, receivers that he trusts, like Tyler Boyd, and clearly he's liking um, – is it Uz- it's Uzoma? I CJ it's, Uzoma? I think it's Uzoma. Uzoma? Uzoma. Uzoma. Um, CJ Uzoma – um, Tyler Boyd, obviously the Jamar Chase connection is very real there too. Um, you know, I think this this game was one of those where you can silence the doubters, like for for people who had said they should have taken an offensive lineman in the draft. I mean, you know, I I would say, I mean, I know I was one of those people that was in favor of picking, say, Jamar Chase or a receiver for Joe Burrow um, to develop with rather than an offensive line guy. Um, but yeah, I, I was impressed with his performance. I I think Trevor Lawrence. I still have a lot of faith in him. Um, I do really think it comes down a lot to coaching. Um, you know, I made it clear just a second ago. I don't like Urban Meyer on yeah. the field or off it. Um, but I think he just needs he just needs a little bit. You know, he needs a little bit more room to grow. But I think Joe Burrow looks like he's starting to take that step forward. And three and one, the Bengals are. Uh, yeah, would you believe that after four weeks, Cincinnati is the number one team in the AFC North? Definitely not the number one team. I think they could finish third though. Mm-hmm. But um, they are number one right now. They are number one right now. I I don't know how long that'll last, but yeah, I think Joe Burrow is 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 starting to to find his footing a little bit, which is what you want to see in year two, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, another game to dive into: the Chicago Bears defeating the Detroit Lions. The Bears. This is 
a game I wanted to highlight because Justin Fields, uh, a better game. Yeah. Better game for the most part. Uh, 11 receptions on 17 attempts, 209 yards, and a pick. Uh, still not amazing, but it's definitely a step up from a week ago in Cleveland. Yeah, I mean, he is playing a, a far worse team. I think the Lions are, you know, bottom of the barrel in terms of quality opposition. But, um, yeah, I think another guy who's who's trying to to find his footing a little bit. I'm wondering, you know, when uh, Carson Wentz, not Carson Wentz, Andy Dalton becomes or gets healthy again, mm-hmm. um, if they if they go back to him, because I almost think at this point now you've thrown Fields into the fire a little bit more. He's played two full NFL games. Um, I would almost say at this point you could just stick with him and just hope he doesn't get injured, I guess. But mm-hmm. um yeah, I was impressed that they, they had, you know, he has Allen Robinson who's a talented receiver. Darnell Mooney, did you see the one Darnell Mooney um like diving catch he had? I did not. He had he had a sports center top ten like catch where he Justin Fields kind of let him and he and he dove and made a nice snag. But um yeah, I think he could be uh I think I think he you know, would you would you say, I guess stick with Justin Fields the rest of the year or when Andy Dalton comes back do you do you rotate him in and out or whatever I think you keep Justin Fields in just give him the job yeah I'm in agreement I don't know how Might Andy, as well. Andy Dalton is going to be much better I mean sure he's older he has more experience but like we said at the beginning of the season I think it's at the point where you know we're about 4 games 5 games into the season uh it's kind of time when you start giving giving the lead to your to your uh, franchise quarterback that you wanted, that you drafted. So I think at this point, I don't know if Andy Dalton will be a much better quarterback, but yeah, I think I think Justin Fields is the more is the guy with the higher ceiling and the guy with the more with more to prove. And uh, if he starts playing bad, you know you've got a reliable guy in Andy Dalton. Yeah, I mean, I think the only thing I have to worry about with Justin Fields is just getting hurt because I know the Bears' offensive line isn't that good, mm-hmm. but. I mean, you might as well keep him in now. <laughs> yeah. Give the fans what they want to see. Indeed, indeed. 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 Another big game. An upset game. Yes. J-E-T-S. Jets, 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 Jets. Oh, Jets. this is a, this was a they wacky week. They get it week. done against the Tennessee Titans wacky at home for their first win of the season. Zach Wilson, 21 for 34, 300 yards, yeah. two touchdowns and a pick. One-off game. I thought Derrick Henry would be like... I thought he'd rush for 500 yards in this game. <laughs> I was I was literally like, okay, so the record is 298 in the game. Yeah. And so this is probably the game to do it. He didn't finish bad. 33 Certainly carries, not. 157 yards and a touchdown uh, for Derrick Henry. But at the end of the day, the Jets get it done in overtime against a very solid Tennessee Titans team that forces them to 2-2. Two and two. Uh are the Jets betting? No, I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Good Lord, no. No, this was a wacky week in the NFL where all the New York teams won. You don't see the Giants and the Jets winning in the same week. Yeah. That doesn't happen. Or just the Jets winning, period. Yeah, precisely. Um, I will say Zach Wilson, um, he had one throw. I think, uh, I don't know if it ended up being for a touchdown. I'm trying to remember which throw it was. He had one throw that was super, super spot on, and, and whoever he threw to made a really good catch, but... Yeah, I mean, these are. I feel like a performance like this is what you gotta be expecting if you're the Jets, though, for where they drafted him, mm-hmm. and you haven't been getting that this season. So I'm still gonna, I'm gonna still believe it. 
when I see it in consistency with the Jets. No, Jets, no, Jets, no, Jets. No. I will not be chanting J-E-T-S anytime soon. Just a hater. I am a hater. I don't think Zach Wilson was a good pick. I think this is a one-off game. And when I'm wrong and he wins the MVP in five years or whatever. You know what? I'm happy for the Jets. That's cool, man. The, the Jets, they minus, Michael Carter minus the early years back. of the Mark Sanchez era, have been absolutely dog water. All right? They've, They've done been a nothing team. about it. They have done absolutely nothing about it. They're a franchise that hasn't been good since Super Bowl three. Correct. And they're able to get a win against a solid Tennessee Titans team. you got to be at least a little happy. No. Be a little happy for them. They have Michael Carter-Williams at running back. They have Michael Carter at running back. <laughs> a different player. Yes. No, I know. I, Zach Wilson played good in this game, but no. This is a one-off. I'm chalking it up now. All right. All right. Another game to talk about. Uh, the only undefeated team left in the NFL, the Arizona Cardinals, get it done against what a lot of people thought were early Super Bowl favorites, the Los Angeles Rams, 37-20, to a barn burner in Los Angeles. Kyler Murray, 24 for 32, 268 yards, two touchdowns. Matthew Stafford, 26 for 41, 280 yards, two touchdowns, and a pick. Chase Edmonds, 12 carries for 120 yards, averaging 10 yards a carry. Mike. Goodness. Uh, A.J. Green and DeAndre Hopkins led in receiving with 67 yards each. A.J. Green finished with a touchdown. This was a good game. This was a good game. This was a very solid game that Arizona was able to, to pull away at the end. But does this does this hurt your thoughts on the Rams' chance at the Super Bowl? Or do you, do you still think the Rams are the team to beat in the NFC? Or is it the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? I still think it's the Rams. Um... I've, I am, you know, it's been really interesting to see that Van Jefferson has emerged as Matthew Stafford's favorite target so far this season. I mean, at the very least, he's, his stock has risen, you know, in terms of, I think, what people expected. I would say two, but yeah. Yeah, I think he's, he's been high. I think he's two, but I, I don't think people would have said he was two coming into the, even like, yeah. not even close, probably. Um, but yeah, I mean, Arizona are certainly a very scary team, um, you know. Like you said, this was this was a bit more of an offensive shootout. I was a little disappointed in the Rams' defense, but this Arizona offense is not to be trifled with. I mean, Kyler Murray is tremendously talented. Like you said, Chase Edmonds had a really good game. Um, he's a very capable running back one. Um, A.J. Green and D-Hop is a phenomenal receiving core. I know A.J. Green's like a little bit on the older side, but DeAndre Hopkins is still capable of, of you know all those insane catches and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, they also have Rondell Moore, your guy. That's um, true. I know he wasn't, you know, three catches for 28 yards isn't anything crazy, but no, you're, you're, I don't think you can, you can't, you can't root for, you can't not root for Rondell Moore after the hype you gave him. So I wanted Rondell Moore. Yeah. Um, and I really actually like this, um, Arizona defense. I think it's, I don't know how like rated it is, but I, I feel like I haven't heard it thrown in the mix of like the best of the best defenses. Yeah. It's I, pretty mid, mid to high. I think it's, it's, it should be looked at on the higher side. Buda Baker's good. Um, I think Isaiah Simmons is a young player. He's really, really good. They obviously got J.J. Watt, um, who is staying healthy, which I, th- I think what you can, ex- you know, the best you can expect um, from him at this point. Um, yeah, I think this Arizona team is, is a lot more balanced than people realize and is going to scare some teams. But I still think the Rams are, are Super Bowl favorites for me. All right. All no right. doubt. No doubt, no you doubt, got anything? no doubt. I didn't want to steal all your thunder. On the there. Rams? Yeah, I was just kind of rant- ranting. Yeah. Or the game in general. I think it's going to be a fun NFC Championship between the two. I think that's going to be the NFC Championship game. Arizona Arizona Rams? No, Rams-Tampa. Oh, okay, okay. But, 
yeah, I still think the Rams are a very solid team. We're still early in the season. Uh, we'll see how they do in the back half. But, I mean, with the offense that Arizona has and has been building for the last two years, I don't think giving up 37 points is too bad. But also has a really good defense. And as highly touted as the defense is, it's a very disappointing showing for them. So it's going to have to tighten up by the time uh, playoff week rolls around for, for Los Angeles. No doubt. Another big game, Andy Reid. Going back to Philadelphia for the first time in a while since he was uh, the yes. head coach there. Getting the win with his Kansas City Chiefs, 42-30. to Patrick Mahomes, 24 for 30, 278 yards, five touchdowns. And an interception for Patrick Mahomes, continuing that turnover streak. Jalen Hurts, 32 for, 32 for 48, 387 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, he also led in rushing with 47 yards. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, 14 carries for 102 yards. Tyreek Hill, 11 catches for 186 yards <laughs> and three touchdowns. Oh, my gosh. They have. <laughs> and for Philly, Devonta oh Smith, seven catches, 122 yards and no touchdowns. What's your thoughts on this game? You know, I'll, I'll talk about the one guy. Uh, I might have missed you mentioning him, but that I didn't hear, which we're really starting to see some night and day games for Clyde the Glide, Clyde yeah. Edwards-Hilaire. Um, you know, he went from, he fumbled against the Ravens. He fumbled a couple of times against, um, chargers mm-hmm. or was it, I think it was just once, but he fumbled against once. the chargers. He fumbled against the Ravens. And in this game, 14 carries for 122 yards and they won 42 to 30. Um, I think, you know, he, he has to be playing like consistent football at this level, you know, to help the Chiefs succeed. Um, Obviously, Tyreek Hill was literally the only receiving option, it seemed like, in this in this game for them, yeah. which isn't a bad thing. I mean, he's a very, very talented receiver. Um, yeah, I don't think, like, Kansas City fans should be worried about, like, Patrick Mahomes' turnover streak or anything like that. I mean, when you throw five touchdowns, if you throw one pick, it doesn't – I feel like it doesn't really matter, right? Yeah. But, um, yeah, I think just – I think I'm imp- I was impressed by Clyde this week, and I think he has to – I think him being consistent is going to make a big difference for them this season because we've seen how, um, you know, if their if their passing game gets gets stopped a little bit or if Patrick Mahomes continues to throw, you know, a pick or two a game, it can really hurt them if their ground game doesn't doesn't add or or, you know, give give a little bit more dynamicy to this offense. Yeah, I don't think Kansas City should be worried about their offense. I think Kansas City should be worried about their defense. Good point. Their defense gave up 30 to 30 points to a Philadelphia offense that's still trying to figure things out. And even the last few weeks, Kansas City's defense has been very, very bad. Yeah. And I think for a while, it's been kind of, you know, kind of iffy. They've had some games where they've had the defense almost take over the game. And that's when Kansas city has those really dominant games. Cause Patrick Mahomes is always going to be dominant on the offensive side. But I think defensively having to score 42 points uh, to beat Philadelphia a team that, you know, was just kind of walking to the finish line last year, I think is kind of a, a red flag. Kansas city fans should be looking at as the season goes on, giving up 30 points to Philadelphia, but offensively Patrick Mahomes doesn't stop turning over the ball. Uh, that's really it. Yeah. The rest of that. Besides that, this offense is, you know, the best in the NFL. Hey, he may be on a underwhelming defense, but Nick Bolton, two tackles. Who the out. singer? Yeah. No. <laughs> you related to that singer guy? Um, you ever seen Office Space? No. Oh, you have to watch Office Space. It's a good movie. Anyway, um, yes, Nick Bolton. I, I gotta. I'm always gonna be following what he does. Mm. Mizzou legend. 
Uh, but yeah. A couple more games before we head to break. Um, a Super Bowl 45 rematch between the Green Bay Packers and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Aaron Rodgers uh, continuing to be somewhat mediocre to pretty good. Uh, finished the game 20 for 36, 248 yards and two touchdowns in the win against Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is 1-3. Uh, this is a team that went 11-0 last year and then dropped their last six. Uh I have an answer for this, but what do you think needs to change in Pittsburgh? Their quarterback. There it is. Their quarterback is old. Um, he's a terrible human being, and yeah, that that there that needs to, you know, how when old you, is Ben Roethlisberger? Huh? He's oh, thirty nine. He yeah, he's he's old. He's thirty nine. He's old. Um, they need to go in another direction. And you know what? I don't know how much of a joke this was. I think it was mostly a joke. But I'm gonna I'll shout out Kenny Van Doren who said this on. Um, the unwritten rule the other day. Mm-hmm. There's there's a guy waiting in free agency right now, by the name of Cam Newton. Yeah, former MVP. They could use him. Steelers, dump this bum, big bum, Roethlisberger, and go get Cam Newton. What's his contract? I do not know what Ben Roethlisberger's contract is. That's a good point. It can't be can't be long. I mean, why did they say Ben Rothenberger? Who is this? Guy? Rothenberger. This is a different guy. <laughs> Is there actually someone named Ben Rothenberger in the NFL? Not in the NFL. Uh, Who is this guy? Who have you discovered? I discovered Ben Rothenberger. Who is he? I, I don't know. <laughs> Just some unknown guy. Oh, he's a... Wait, who is this guy? <laughs> Freelance writer for the New York Times. He has a contract with the Steelers? Uh, no, he covers tennis. Oh. Oh, that's cool. Well, shout out, shout out Ben Rothenberger, but it's not who I wanted. Um... I was I was seeing some deja vu looking at this stat line. Randall Cobb was the leading receiver for Green Bay. Oh my God! Throwback. Maybe it is Super Bowl Forty Five. Yeah, I was gonna say Randall Cobb was. Uh, oh, he was not around for Super Bowl. I don't think he was on that forty Super Bowl Forty Five team, was he? Probably not. I don't. I think he was a little bit after that. But oh, right, this year is his last year. Yeah. Thank, okay. thank, thank goodness thank for Steelers fans. Yeah, Steelers. I mean, yeah, they they need to get rid of Ben Roethlisberger. I know he's been around there forever. Um, but yeah, going going in a different direction, quarterback. That was your answer to what to fix the Steelers. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I think it's pretty Ben Roethlisberger clear. coming out and saying, "Oh, I'm in the best shape uh, that I've been in like the past five seasons." Is probably the biggest cap <laughs> I think I've Stop heard in a while. The Stop the cap. Uh, yeah, he looks bad. I think the only thing that he has is that he's big because he's big Ben. And so he can maybe make a throw after getting taking a hit. But besides that, he can't run. Uh, his arm is about as useful as a wet spaghetti noodle. And overall, I think Ben Roethlisberger, as as much as... This, I don't even know if Pittsburgh Steelers fans even like him anymore. I doubt it. I mean, he is a legend there. He'll probably get... Re- his number will probably get retired there. But I think, I think the Ben Roethlisberger era is uh, coming to an end. And I think for Steelers fans... They, they, I think they hope that it's soon. I agree. Because watching that is just so bad. Abysmal. Very bad. A uh, couple more games before we head to break. Uh, let's talk. Let's talk Sunday night football. Ah, uh, yes. Let's talk Sunday night football. Now, I actually, if you didn't know, I went on Cup of Bro uh, last week, and I heard that you didn't want to watch this game. Of course not. Why? Because it's... One of my least favorite teams. Listen, I know Tom Brady. I know nobody likes Tom Brady unless you're from Boston. 
but you have to be at least somewhat interested. I was I a teensy bit. I enjoyed watching after the game, like when he was hugging Belichick. And oh, for the for he, the point five seconds yeah. that it happened. Yeah, well, and he he talked to some of his former teammates, which was kind of cool. But I don't know. I think the vibe I got in this game is Mac Jones is going to become well. I'm not going to say this, but the 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 Patriots fans seem to be embracing Mac Jones. I think they're. They're ready to. They're ready for a new a new era. I think people think Mac Jones is going to be the next Tom Brady. I was going to say that, but yeah. I, I didn't want to say that because you know, as much as I dislike Tom Brady, I'm not going to objectively say he's you know bad. He's obviously phenomenal. I mean, he's the win. Is it the winningest player in NFL history? Maybe not by record, but uh, he, has most, he has the most Super Bowls, right? Yeah, he has more Super yeah. Bowls than I think every franchise. Yeah. So, I mean, you, you can't call that into question, but. No, I didn't want to watch this game. I did watch some of it. Um, it oh, was, I, I watched this game. It was also kind of boring until like the towards the end, right? I mean, there wasn't a lot of scoring, yeah. but near the end it, it got exciting because then because there were like a bunch of lead changes. Yeah, and New England took the lead in the second half, and Tom Brady did not look great. No, in this game, he was pretty am. Mac Jones looked. Mac Jones looked okay. Yeah. Um, J- Jacoby Myers looked great at quarterback. I two will, for two, I will say this. Probably the biggest thing New England needs to fix is their running game. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady finished with more rushing yards than the entire New England Patriots that game. It's actually not true. It Very, is true. Oh, wait. Total rushing yards. Yes, you're Negative right. one rushing yards for New England. Three rushing yards for Tom Brady. Oof. Yeah. Hey, Tom Brady can still, you know, I think we talked about the other day, he could beat the helmet cart in a race. Tom Brady? Yeah, he could beat the helmet cart. But... Yes, the I will say the Patriots, I said this a couple times when we were watching the game, they are missing their Wisconsin Badger, James White, right now. Yeah. They they sure would like to have him for some rushing rushing attack, which also makes it harder for me to watch the Patriots because he's the only player I, you know, was rooting for. Yeah, it's but, it's it's been all throwing for New England yeah, so far. And they can't lean on that with a rookie quarterback, at least in the long term, I feel like. Yeah. But but yeah, it was it was enjoyable to watch. The and also was the, the game in which Tom Brady broke the the passing record in this game, all time passing record. Yep, good for him. So kind of little sentimental game if you're a Tom Brady slash Patriots fan. True. But one final game to talk about: the Chargers on Monday night getting it done against the Raiders. The I think it was the second to last unbeaten team until last night. Chargers are three and one. Now, this game I didn't watch, but it was for a different reason. Mm-hmm. It's because I have a superstition about my fantasy players and watching them, they do worse. And I was told via via text hotline that Justin Herbert had three touchdowns in the first half. This is true. After I received that text, he didn't do that much else after that. Yeah. I mean, they still won the game. I saw they uh, attempted a field goal and then faked it in order to punt. Yes, they, they went for a long field goal and then it ended up being a pooch punt. Wow. Yeah. What a why? <laughs> well, because No, it makes sense. I mean, when you're win- they were winning too, right? Yeah, they had a two touchdown lead. Yeah, so it makes sense. So at that point you were just trying to pin them deep and hope that they didn't get down the field in a minute. They're just goofing. Yeah. They're just goofing. Um but yeah, I mean, do you think the Chargers are legit? Do you think the Raiders are legit? Because the Raiders, you know, are still three and one despite this loss. I think these are two teams that are 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 almost there. Yeah. I feel like in terms of, of you know, being good, I think they're almost there. And I think the one team standing in their way 
is the Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> Oof. Granted, these two teams have a better record than Kansas City right now, and in fact, the Chargers beat, beat Kansas City. But I still think that they they have a young team. They finally have a quarterback that they can rely on on each side. Justin Herbert, I mean, has been really pretty solid these last this last year and four games. He's proven a lot of people wrong, I feel like. Yeah. I remember going into his rookie year, there were a lot of people who were low on Justin Herbert, including myself. Well, probably and, because Oregon quarterbacks usually don't work out yeah, well. Yeah, right. But for the most part, I think these are teams that I don't know if I want to buy into them yet, but they're teams that I look at and I'm like, okay, you know, these, these aren't bad squads. These are not bad squads. I mean, getting Jared Cook at tight end I think was a huge plus for them. Keenan Allen is a solid receiver. Mike Williams is a guy who – Showed out last week and is a guy who could probably be a wide receiver one in the next couple of years. Austin Eckler is a top running back. Justin Herbert's been playing really well. They have Joey Bosa, James Derwin, I'm Derwin James. I mean, the Chargers are good. I just don't know how much I want to buy into them being a good, successful team. I feel like the thing they need is just a like another year of experience for Herbert. Yeah, he's just still really young, and, and even then, he's out. still playing good football. Yeah. So I mean it's not there's not much to worry about right now. I agree. There's not too many weaknesses in that squad. Plus, they have a great new backup running back in Larry Roundtree the third. Exactly. Um, so they can't go wrong. Yeah, he was eleven for thirty one. Eleven carries for thirty one hey. yards. Three yards to carry. Getting reps. That's Getting true. reps. That's true. Good for him. Uh Raiders, I was decently high on last year, and then Josh Jacobs turned out to be eh. Uh Hunter Renfro, I mean is pretty much pretty much that offense. Him and, and Waller have been pretty much the, the backbone of that offense. But uh I like their tight ends. Yeah. Yeah, but for the most part, I think LA I don't want to say this is the year that the Chargers stop being the little brother team in LA, but they might be the little brother team in LA still. Yeah, I think they are still, but I, I think they're on the up and up. I agree. Yeah. They're they're on the rise. Alrighty. Is that it? That was Should it. We kick it to a quick break. Let's do that. Okay, we'll kick it to a quick break. But when we come back, we're going to talk a little college football and some MLB. Wow, Ooh. MLB on the penalty box. You don't want to miss it. You are listening to the penalty box here on KCOU eighty eight point one FM. If you love them enough to sit through their favorite boy band with them, then surely you'll check nhtsa.gov/slash/the right seat to make sure they're correctly buckled in the back seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ag Council. If you're interested in building a great career, the Missouri Army National Guard is interested in you. The Guard will pay you to train for a wide range of jobs, such as engineering, combat arms, logistics, transportation, and military police. The skills you'll learn are needed in the Guard and are in high demand in the civilian job market. Plus, you may be eligible for a $20,000 bonus and student loan repayment. Visit NationalGuard.com today. Sponsored by the Missouri Army National Guard. Aired by the Missouri Broadcasters Association in this station. Look at me, busy as a bee. Where'd I get all this energy? Oh, man, mm, man. I don't sleep and I don't eat, but I've got the cleanest house on the street. Oh, man, mm, man. Get these hairs all out of my face. Get these bugs all out of my place. One more hit. No time to waste. Oh, man, mm, man.
Welcome back, everybody. The Penalty Box here on KCOU 88.1 FM. We're going to shift um, football genre, not genres, football leagues, I guess. Um, talk a little bit about college football. Peter, how fast do you want to blast through how bad Mizzou is? Mizzou's bad. Mizzou's move bad. On. Move on. Okay. Um, let's see. <laughs> Cincinnati beat Notre Dame. Let's talk Dame. a little more about yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. I hate it here. Yeah. Not only do we have every freaking game kicking off at 11 a.m., but we also lose by 40 to Tennessee at home. Yeah. Sorry. I, not we. Mizzou. <laughs> I know you're not supposed to. Uh, it's like d- a rule. Yeah. Mizzou defensively needs God at this point. I don't even know what they need. But They need, they they need, need Notre Dame. They, yeah, they need a team that doesn't know how to throw a football or run a football, <laughs> and that's the exact defense – that's the exact offense that Mizzou wants. Yep. But it's it's disappointing. Uh, this Mizzou defense, I think literally every drive besides one or two gave up some type of scoring, whether that was a touchdown or a pass. Uh, I don't have the stats in front of me, but they ran a lot. Um, I've got a stat. So Tyon Evans, who is Tennessee's running back, mm-hmm. uh, in their first game again the season against Bowling Green, he ran for 120 yards on 16 carries and scored a touchdown. It's not, not bad. too bad. It's not bad. Against Mizzou, he had 15 carries, one less, mm-hmm. 156 yards and three touchdowns. That's a lot. Again, our, our, their run defense is worse than Bowling Green's. Yeah. That's awful. That is awful. Yeah. This team is bad. This defense oh, – sorry. This defense is terrible. Yeah. The offense – I'm not too shabby, honestly. It's, it's respectable. It is perfectly respectable. It's not amazing. The defense is awful. The defense needs... Oh, my goodness. I think... You remember when everybody made fun of Arizona for getting like those mid-season tryouts? Walk-ons? That's what Mizzou needs. Yeah. That's what Mizzou needs. They, they need, need something. They need Connor McGovern of they DJ. They have nobody on the, D-line that can, on the D-line that can set the line. They don't have linebackers that can plug the holes. They don't have corners that can stop the outside run. And even throwing the ball, they gave up 225 yards and three touchdowns. Good lord! I mean, what? Uh, what? Like, it's terrible. What are we? What is Mizzou doing? Yeah. What is they doing? What, what are they doing? What are you doing, Drogic? I mean, it's it's gonna be a long, a long season. Back half of the season you, for Mizzou if they can't get things straightened up defensively. Because this is a team that people Mizzou was three point favorites coming into yep, this game. Yep. <laughs> Mizzou was three-point favorites. I, I predicted them to win 30-28. to 28. Tennessee scored 30 points in like a quarter and two minutes. Actually, they scored 28 points in 15 minutes. Okay, well, there you go. They scored, well, let's do the math here, 38, 45 points in, in, and a half. Uh, nope, even more than that. Okay, so uh, Missouri this weekend then plays UNT. 45. 45 points and a half. That's disgraceful. Um, so Mizzou this week plays UNT. It's the homecoming game. Oh my god. They're not gonna lose to UNT, are they? Uh, <laughs> depends how good yeah, let's UNT's see, running back is. I was gonna are. say, let's look at who UNT's Mizzou running back is. Mizzou has an 81% percent chance to win. Okay. UNT is coming into the game one and three. Their only win coming against Northwestern State, which I'm pretty sure is like a FCS school in Louisiana. Yep. Their running back is a man by the name of DeAndre Torrey. 
Mm. Uh, against Northwestern State, he had 25 carries for 244 yards and three touchdowns. Their last game against Louisiana Tech, which is a, a FBS school, um, in their loss, he had 119 yards and a touchdown. This is doomed. So they give him the ball. <laughs> this is doomed. Oh, they might lose to UNT. Yeah. They just might. Yeah. It's going to be a, a LSU-Troy situation. Yeah. It is. It's over. It's over. DeAndre Torrey might be a Heisman candidate after with the 400 yards that he's having against Mizzou game. this weekend. I, Isaiah Spiller is going to break some sort of record yes. against Mizzou. He will. That's unbelievable. It's going to be like, it's exactly how we're expecting, how we expected Derrick Henry to play against the Jets. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Yeah, he'll have, he'll have about 40 carries, 400 yards, and five touchdowns. Yeah. Just about. Um, should we talk about a couple other college football games? Let's let's do that. Let us do that. Um, some big some big upsets this week. A lot of upsets this week. Um, probably the one off the top of my head that I know is Kentucky getting the win over number ten Florida. I think now, uh, I think Kentucky is now in the top twenty. Uh, they're five and zero. They have a top ten win against Florida. They do. That's a huge win for them. Uh, what else we got? What else we got? Oklahoma beating Baylor. Hawaii beating Fresno State. The Rainbow Warriors getting it done. Yeah. Um, what else we got? What else we got? Clemson won, but they're still out of the top 25. UConn, UConn lost. Vanderbilt, SEC, they won. The <laughs> greatest game of they all won. the games. They did it. Champions. They did it. Champions. <laughs> uh, Cincinnati getting the win over Notre Dame. Thank goodness. Yeah, I was tired oh, of thank the Lord. I was tired Mickey of Mouse being team. like Notre Dame should not be a top ten team, and then people saying, but they're undefeated, and I'm like, they barely beat Toledo. I'm gonna tell you right now, we don't care. We don't care. We don't care. Cincinnati's going to the playoff. It's gonna be Georgia, Alabama, Iowa, and Cincinnati, and it's gonna be the most beautiful thing ever. Yeah, it's both gonna of be them a get Georgia, Alabama by, championship <laughs> when game. both of them get destroyed by fifty in the playoff. And also another huge game, Oregon, number three falls to Stanford. It's true. I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's a, it's it's one of those seasons. Like it's not a chalk season by any means. No. Um, yeah, I'm I'm excited to see how how the rest of the year unfolds. You got Iowa, Penn State this week. You want mm-hmm. a quick thought? Give give us a quick thought before we. Um, offense. I guess <laughs> scary. I was going into this game worried. Yeah. Because it was going to come down to how the offense did, and the offense did fine, only because the defense did extraordinarily well. I mean, Iowa finished the game scoring 51 points, but it also helps that they had about seven turnovers, and most of those drives that Iowa had started in Maryland territory. So glad Petrus didn't look completely awful. He was 21 for 30, 259 yards, and three touchdowns, which is pretty respectable. Well, for Spencer Petrus, it's very good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Maryland finished with six turnovers. Talia Tagovailoa, 16 for 29, 157 yards, two touchdowns, and five interceptions. Yeah. Um, I The offense, I know I've been, been pooping on the offense for most of the season, but it's looking better when better teams come into town. You know, like Penn State, going to have a lot of questions for them. But as for the most part, if Iowa's defense can keep doing what they're doing, they can somehow will their way to a playoff bid. That'd be awesome. It would be. I want that to happen. I right. doubt it will, but it could. It could. Last time I was in this situation, uh, yeah, it didn't work out in the Big Ten Championship for him. It's tough. Very <laughs> tough. Um, 
want to just give like quick two minute thoughts on baseball before we kick to a break. Yes, yeah, so let's talk about baseball. Baseball playoffs, real I quick. I know we usually don't talk a lot about baseball, but the playoffs. Playoffs. Playoffs start playoffs. today. And it probably starts with the biggest rivalry, probably a top 10 rivalry in sports. The Yankees taking on the Red Sox. Mm. The winner of that will take on the Rays, Ooh. who are probably one of the best teams in baseball, minus the Giants and the Dodgers. All right. And somehow, some way, the Dodgers are in a wild card game. Oh, yeah, because the, uh, the West is so Because they're in the so same good. like division. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I'm not a big baseball guy, but I love watching playoff baseball because it means something. It's true. And, like, even if you don't like the team, it's still, like, fun to watch because it's either, like, a win or go home it, situation. It, yeah, it's always very exciting. Yeah. Who are you, who are you cheering for in the Yankees-Red Sox department? Uh... Probably got to go the Red Sox. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I've always been told you're supposed to kind of hate the Yankees. Yeah. I don't. I mean, I've heard the yeah. fan base is probably one of the worst yeah. of all time. And I know they had, um, is it Garrett Cole that was the cheater? I don't remember. One of them used the sticky tack and then like he was really good and then they banned it and then now he, they, he got really that bad. That sounds right. I thought it was Garrett Cole. So, ha. Sounds right. Garrett Cole will lose because he can't cheat anymore. There you go. Um, Yeah. I'm going to go with the Red Sox. Just because my good friend Noah, shout out my friend Noah, uh, he's from from the the Boston area. He's a big Red Sox fan, and I'm sure he's going to be going through a wave of emotions tonight as his team tries to get into the playoffs against his most bitter rivals. Bitter teams. Bitter rivals. Yeah, it'll be fun. He absolutely hates. It'll be fun. Uh, a little close to home tomorrow, Cardinals. Mm. After going winning 17 in a row or something, willing their way to the wild card spot. Uh, they take on, they get uh, rewarded for it, and they take on the 100 win Dodgers. I hope they lose. They I hope probably they lose. will. I hope they lose by 27 runs. I don't think anybody expects St. Louis mm, to win this game. Then everybody has forgotten what St. Louis does every single time they're in the playoffs. Yeah, which but this is, is a Dodgers team magic. that could make the World Series. Yeah, but it's one game, and baseball, one true. game, and it's really anybody's game, no matter how good or bad you this are. This is very true. So. Do not underestimate the Cardinals. I'm putting that warning out right now. I hope they lose, but if they win, they're winning the World Series. That's it. I'm going to go with the Dodgers. Uh, Cardinals had a pretty good run, but I don't think they're stopping. They did face the Dodgers in their 17-1 streak, which is interesting to see yeah, if that right has anything to do with it. But, yeah, are you going to be watching your big Milwaukee guy, Brewers, uh, take it on the Braves? Yeah, I mean, I won't care about the playoffs if the Cardinals win because the Cardinals will find a way to beat the Brewers at some point. <laughs> yeah, so. not a little, maybe a nah. little bit of confidence. No. Just a little. It happens every time. It's a why little, I don't like the Cardinals so much. A little bit of confidence. Every single time. 2011 was supposed to be our year, and what did the Cardinals go and do? They, they went out of nowhere and beat us and then won the World Series. They, have, they do it every single time. Yeah. So, please, Dodgers. Get an 107th win, please. And then, I, the, and then I'll be very excited about the Brewers, but I don't know. So you think if the Cardinals get to a playoff series with the Brewers, Cardinals will win yes, no matter what? Yes, no doubt. I have no doubt in my mind. Okay. And it'll go to seven games just to break my heart even more. All righty. Well, I think that's going to do it for baseball. <laughs> Enjoy <laughs> your baseball watch in the them. next few games. Yeah, I know I won't if the Cardinals win. But and we're going to kick to a kidding. quick commercial break. When we come back, it's everyone's favorite segment, the penalty box. Don't go anywhere here on KCLU 88.1 FM. The Missouri Army National Guard can help you get the education you need to land the career you've always wanted. The Guard will pay up to 100% of your tuition for up to 39 credit hours per academic year at 90 colleges and tech schools across the state. You're eligible as soon as you enlist. 
Learn more about the many benefits that come with serving part-time in the Missouri Army National Guard. Visit NationalGuard.com today. Sponsored by the Missouri Army National Guard. Aired by the Missouri Broadcasters Association in this station. It is with sound mind and body that I, James Fredericks III, after fighting with all direct family members for decades, leave my entire fortune of $32 million to the one friend I had in the end, the package delivery guy, Matt Songer. Woohoo! Yeah! I had a feeling about this. Uh-huh. I'm rich! Oh, this cannot be happening. Actually, it's not happening. What? what? And it never will. I don't get it. There aren't even people here. That's just one of those murmuring sound effects. Seriously? Listen, if you want to have money in your future, don't rely on luck. Huh. Put 10 bucks away each month. Cook once in a while instead of eating out. Okay. Pay down your high-interest credit card. Right. Small changes today, big bucks tomorrow. So, no inheritance? Uh, no. Go to FeedThePig.org for more free ideas. FeedThePig.org. This message brought to you by the American Institute of Certified Public Accountants and the Ad Council. And just to be clear, no inheritance, right? I want my teenage son to be thinking how to deal with life's stresses and natural changes. I want to know how to talk to him about things he'll experience as he builds relationships. I want him to know I'm there for him. I just don't know how. Here is a resource that can get you started. Connect With Me activity cards have been developed to help begin the discussions. Visit health.mo.gov connect to access these free cards and other resources. A message from the Missouri Department of Health and Senior Services. Baby Lion goes where the islands go. everybody to the penalty box on kcou 88.1 fm it is of course time for everyone's favorite segment the penalty box but first we need a guest for the penalty box duh um so i'm here to introduce making her penalty box debut very very exciting she is a nutrition intern with mizzou football and also one of our good friends our friend alicia alicia what's up Hi, thank you so much for having me on i'm so excited i've never done anything like this of before. course of course so Give, I guess, just a brief overview of what you do with the football team and stuff, because it's really cool. Ooh, okay. So basically, I reached out to the sports dietitian of the football team, and for them, basically, my job is just blending smoothies and protein shakes, and I hand them out after their lift groups or practices or anything, because got to make sure they're recovering well so that they can perform in their games, and it's super fun. I love the environment, and... It's basically what I want to do in the future, not blending smoothies, but <laughs> working with sports teams. So. Of course. I, I do have to ask, did you yell at any of the players for giving up a lot of points against Tennessee? Yeah, can you <laughs> fix the Missouri defense? <laughs> can you fix the defense? Do you think my smoothies will make all the difference in the yes, next yes, one? Yes, yes, yes. I, I fully expect them to make a, a, a difference. But, um, yeah, that's really awesome. And 
Um, now you're getting, you know, you have the you have the challenge of of managing nutrition. Now you have a far more difficult task, and that's yeah. answering a bunch of questions um, about you, I guess. About um, me, okay. Yeah. So basically, how how we do it is Peter will set a timer for two minutes, and you'll just try and answer as many of just icebreaker questions as you yeah. can, and then we'll go over. No Quizlet allowed. Yeah, no Quizlets allowed. We do emphasize that. I yeah. don't think I've made any Quizlets about myself, so we do, we can't just, even have any cheats. We, we had a cheating scandal once. Oh, um, really? Yeah, someone was on, and Kenny ran up to the window and tried to feed them answers. Do you remember that? <laughs> this is true. Yeah, this that, happened. that happened. So we have to emphasize that there's no cheating. This is a proctorial exam. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so you ready? All right. All right, Peter. Already. Two minutes starts in three, two, one. What are, what are you hilariously bad at? Dancing. Uh, what song or jingle always gets stuck in your head? Anything from, like, a commercial. I'll just randomly think about it. Okay. Uh, what's the weirdest food combination that you enjoy? Weird food combinations? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I put hot sauce on everything. Okay. What's the worst advice someone's ever given you? It's fine. Like, <laughs> <laughs> What is something you're kind of snobby about? Food. Uh, what's the first thing you think of when you wake up in the morning? Breakfast. What's, <laughs> uh, what's the most recent project you put 100% into? I put a lot of effort into all of my homework. Okay. Uh, what's the best book or article you've read this year? Uh, I haven't read any books, but reading a lot of scientific journals for school. Mm-hmm. Uh, if the company had a mascot, what do you think it should be? If KCOU had a mascot. Ooh, radio you, station mascot. Me? Oh, yeah, you are me? the face. Oh my goodness. <laughs> uh, what do you think ha- is is the best workplace snack? Workplace snack? Uh, apples, fruits. Okay. Uh, if you could be on any game show, which one would you choose? Doesn't Ellen have a game show? Yes, yes she, does she does now. Uh, what's the smelliest food to cook in an office microwave? Broccoli smells bad, but it's my favorite vegetable. <laughs> Uh, what time of the day are you most productive? Ooh, um, well, I wake up pretty early, so either like 6 a.m. or like 11 a.m. I got you. Uh, what was your first job? I worked at a water park. Oh, nice. It's fun. Uh, what, was, what was your childhood crush? Ooh, I had a crush on this kid in third grade, and we started dating and then broke up the next day. Dang. <laughs> <laughs> and the alarm, iPhone alarm that means you have to get up for your 8 a.m. Yep. Means the quiz is done. 6 a.m. Oh, I, my gosh. I woke up at 5.15, 5.30 oh, this oh, morning. Oh, so. oh, oh, it just sounds oh, painful. It's basically every day. <laughs> Sleeping in for me is like 6.15 at this point. So you said anything from a commercial is your, it, they'll get stuck in your head. The, the, the PR people that might be listening to this show are very excited, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Anyone who's making a jingle, you know. They know you. They're you know, doing their job, rem- right, yeah, I guess. They'll remember your. That doesn't your... mean I enjoy the product right. or whatever, but their You're... advertising is working. Right. So good there job go. to them. Um, you worked at a water park? Yeah. My first job, it was called Cypress Cove Family Aquatic Park, and I worked in admissions and guest services. So I would sell season passes and day passes. And then my favorite part was working in guest services. I, like, made the announcements on, like, the intercom or on <laughs> nice. the whole park. So That's I would be like, everyone get out for adult swim. <laughs> Did, do you ever, like, when you're at, like, a store or where someone makes an announcement, you walk past them and you're like, 
You're, you're the guy. The, you're the you're the you're guy. The guy. <laughs> you're the guy. I had to when I worked at Whole Foods last summer too. I made like a couple of the closing announcements. Yeah. It's like my favorite thing. I think yeah. it's like, you know, you get to be that special person for the night. <laughs> of course, um, broccoli. You're a broccoli fan. I love broccoli. Ooh. I don't. I can't explain it. My brother hates it, but I just think it's so good, and I can like put it in a lot of things. I know I should like broccoli, but I don't. <laughs> I like it with a lot of cheese. Yeah. I guess cheese? That's fair. Which I like think broccoli that... cheddar soup type vibe? Yeah. <laughs> I know it ruins the entire health of the broccoli part. Hey, at least you're getting in that serving of vegetables. Am I right? There that's you true. go. That's <laughs> there you go. That's Nutritionist like expert. About it. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Um, hot sauce on everything? Uh, yeah. Do you have a favorite like kind of hot sauce? Mm, I really like sriracha. Or I bought this like chipotle sauce at the grocery store, and I put it on like sandwiches, wraps. I'll put it on top of my veggies too. There you go. Nice. Yeah. And then you said the one thing you're really bad at is dancing, or singing, or singing. anything <laughs> that requires like talent and like because I can do like sports, but mm. like anything like artistic, fine arts. Yeah. No. I was in band in middle school, but that's about as far as it goes. Yeah, I'm also a terrible dancer yeah. and singer. I'll sing in the car, but only if the volume of the car is turned up yeah. exponentially <laughs> loud so it drowns out it my It drowns own voice. me out, yeah. yeah. It's why I joined choir, so I could be in a big group of people who can sing, and then I'm just kind of in the back humming. Uh-huh. I'm totally calling him out, but I had a buddy who, when we were, we went to elementary through high school together, mm-hmm. and he taught me in elementary school to just like mouth the words to the song and not actually sing them. He did that all <laughs> through high school, and he joined choir in high school, and he did that. Wow. All through. As like respect. Wait till this like yeah you know fake it till you make yeah, it yeah fake it till you make it exactly and then when you wake up every morning breakfast couldn't relate more oh yeah it's it's I probably plan it out like as I'm falling asleep too like I'm like wow what am I gonna have for breakfast in the morning or it's got to be my coffee too because I prepare that like the night before like I brew it in the pot and then I put it in the fridge right. and then when I wake up in the morning I just like pour it in my tumbler and I go so yeah coffee or breakfast. And then, thing. you know, as a nutrition expert, is it the best meal of the day or most important, most meal, of important meal of the day? I sh- firmly believe that. You there know, if go. you start that your is. day off strong, you're just putting your, setting yourself up for good vibes for the rest of the day. It's also just like fire. There's so many good breakfasts. I love breakfast I food. so agree. Plus, like, have you ever had breakfast for dinner? Too? Yes. Like, oh, my on. gosh. <laughs> there is nothing better than a waffle at 7 p.m. It's the best. It's simply the best. Well, Alicia, thank you so much for coming. Did you, did you calculate the score? We have 16. 16. Not bad. All right, what's the average? Am I like above um, or below on that? Do we do that kind of statistics? Here? I don't do. We don't do <laughs> okay. the. Ind- At least I don't have to you compare more, myself to any other. You got one, one more than Kenny. Kenny uh, had fifteen a couple weeks ago. Um, so All right, Kenny. sorry, Kenny. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, thank you so much for coming on, and uh, we'll, we'll definitely have to have you back. Um, oh, looking forward to it. Yeah, and Peter, do you have any final advice, last words for the, for um, the folks at home? Uh, uh. Eat breakfast. Eat breakfast. <laughs> it's Eat breakfast. the most, most important, important meal of the day. Most important One meal of, of the day. One out of one nutritionist on the penalty box have confirmed <laughs> that breakfast is the most important meal of the exactly. day. Exactly. So eat your breakfast. Leaving my legacy. There, there we go. go. Um, Alicia, thank you so much again for coming on. And uh, hope everyone has a fun and safe rest of your week. Take care. Thanks, guys. What's up, y'all? This is Whitmer from Nerdtastic, and you're listening to KCOU Columbus.